So this is for my single fans in their 30s. Talking about they're looking for partners. They're looking to get married and shit. But constantly going to the clubs and the bars to meet people. Can you meet your husband or life partner in the bar? The answer is yes. What are the chances? The chance is less than 1%, bro. Facts. If you are a young, single professional in your 30s and then you're looking to settle down, let me tell you right now, your ass needs to be going to networking events, okay? You got to be meeting all the young, single, working, fucking professionals during the motherfucking weekdays, okay? I was talking to a dude recently and I was like, yo, what's up? And he's like, you can't find no black women and when they settle down, whatever. And I'm like, what are you using? He's like, I'm on Tinder. It's like, yo, nigga, you can't find no fucking wife on Tinder. You might. But what are the motherfucking huds, okay? If you're 34, 35 years old, your ass needs to be on Black People Connect, e-amony, meetups and shit, okay? And he's like, well, e-amony takes too long. It's like two hours. I'm like, nigga, you can't take two hours to fill out some goddamn profile, but you want to meet a fucking wife, okay? This is not a goddamn joke. You need a partner. To help you with your credit score. To help you get a house. To help you conserve money. To build a family with. So you better put two hours into put, filling out some goddamn profile. Your ass better be out on Tuesdays and on Wednesdays and on Thursdays. Meeting other 30-some young professionals that are ready to fucking settle down. Okay? No, you're not going to meet them at a fucking bar on a Wednesday night. Go to that happy hour professional event. Okay? We need to stick together. We need to build together. And to survive right now, 2019, I'm going to just put it right there. You need two fucking incomes. Just to stand a fucking chance. To just be able to stand a fucking chance at Survivor. And not fucking up your life by living paycheck to paycheck. You need another motherfucking partner. Period. Okay? Period. You need another fucking partner. And they're not at the motherfucking bar. You can't be hanging out with college kids all weekend and talking about it. Don't want nothing serious. She's 22 years old. Of course you don't want nothing fucking serious. You 35. Get your ass out of there. Meet your 33-year-old woman with an IRA account, with 750-plus credit score, with her own motherfucking house, with her own motherfucking car, waiting, patiently motherfucking waiting for some brother to fucking step up, okay? Get your ass out of the fucking club. And go find you a woman. That's my one cent. Peace.
Um, hi, this is your girl Elwa once again. Um, we're here doing this little thing about the things that you need as a business owner. So, Kevin, what was your question again? What is a mentor? So, this is what I feel. Like I was saying, I feel like having a mentor is very important. And I feel so because there's a you can get a lot of information online. Like things have kind of changed a little bit with the internet. You know, you can research a lot of things. You can teach yourself a lot of things just by having access to the internet. However, I think that one of the main things that is missing with business ownership, especially small businesses, is we don't have maybe multiple partners. One of the things that I think that's missing is accountability. So when you are working for someone, yeah, like you got to be there by nine o'clock. So you're there by nine o'clock. You know, if it's not an hourly job, you're on contract. Sometimes your supervisor calls you, the owner of the business, your superior, whatever it is, you still have to account to someone. So one of the issues or one of, let me not say issues, one of to my, the, the best of my ability, one of the greatest challenges is as a small business owner, you are not accountable to anyone. That's now your responsibility. So if you want to Netflix and chill to 12 o'clock, nobody's going to like be like, yo, get your ass up. You know what I'm saying? So now because you don't have to really answer to anyone, you can just be in bed till one o'clock. Now you've missed four, five, six hours of business hours. Your day is pretty much already fucking done. So when you get back to your office or if you're working from home, now you're just playing catch up. You know, if you say, hey, I want to go network on the weekend, but you don't go to network and you just stay, you know, chill in the house, nobody really gets on your hat. So I like mentorship and I would always encourage everybody to go to that route because first it gives you accountability. Somebody that you meet every other week, once a month, every Friday, that's going to ask you what is going on with you not a new person this is not a networking this is not your colleague your mentor has to be someone with at least five years experience in the industry that you're in because you get to make so many mistakes within the first two three years you will still make your own mistakes you will still learn from your own experiences but it could tell you not on paper, not what you read online, not another person from another hood, not somebody else from another state, you know, not a trust fund baby. Somebody in your community, somebody that you can relate to, somebody that's just like you but a couple of years older that can tell you that this is what happened to me in 2014. This is what happened to me in 2015. Don't do this. I don't think you should do this. Well, you could do this or that. I'm not really sure. But this is what I did and it didn't work out. So instead of out of four options, you rule that one. That could be the difference between your business surviving or not. So a mentorship is one of the most, 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 most important thing. Being an entrepreneur myself, I kind of did not. I was like, oh, you know, this is cool. But I did not take it seriously. And now that I have seen the benefit of it, you know, myself and my partner, we were just talking to someone two weeks ago and it was one hour meeting some kind of mentorship but it was i was like damn this makes so much sense when you see people that made millions and millions doing businesses and filed bankruptcy and survived bankruptcy and came back up and sold their business and still made money you when you're in their presence you're humbled but then you're also inspired you know so i think don't underestimate 
the advantages of having a mentor so if you're not able to get that particular person that you are close with in your industry you can get the closest version to that you know you can try programs like score that helps you find just are free programs that help you find like mentorship in your area just make sure either it's a family member a previous colleague a previous boss one of them non-profits or you know, you have to make sure that there's somebody that's familiar with you, that's familiar with your business, that gets to hold you accountable, especially on your growth. Because it's also possible for you to have a business where you're just stunted. You're just paying bills, but your business is not really growing. Somebody that can very realistically tell you, maybe you shouldn't continue to do this shit, you know, because entrepreneurship can be beautiful it can also go sideways. So you need somebody to give you an honest, very objective, you know, information or advice. And more importantly, the most important thing that I think that you get from mentorship is accountability. Someone that allows you to actually sit down and have it in black and white and say, how is your business doing? So, I started thinking, right? What is sex? And what is the feeling that we get from sex? And it's almost like sex is kind of like a spot. Like, it's something, it's like a spot. Like basketball, football, like some type of activity that also just kind of gives you some sexual sensual effect and you know the dopamine in your head and everything is like just a feeling it's a great feeling basically some people say well it's not just sex you know we're making love is a feeling that comes with it okay okay that that's fine too but then i started to think to myself how much difference in excitement how much difference in euphoria is having a sex with one person and then having a sex with the other person, right? Sex is sex. A feeling is a feeling. If you have a vagina and somebody else has a penis and they put the penis in your vagina, naturally, if it's a consenting situation between adults, naturally, if someone brings the dick over and has your vagina, you're supposed to have a feeling. Okay, regardless of whatever, if you follow the normal protocols and you kiss each other and you do that and you do that and then you take it to step two, step three, there is supposed to be a feeling. Some people are like, oh, it wasn't good in bed, whatever. Maybe that was in your head. The actual act of sleeping together, the actual act of having an intercourse is supposed to give you a feeling. So... Maybe you get more feelings from this person than that person. Maybe this person's two inches longer and he just hits you at the right spot. Maybe the you know the way this person's body is built made it more exciting. Now here's my question: How much more exciting was it? Say you slept with Jerome and it was just amazing. And then you slept with uh cow and it was just 
that's exciting. And then you slept with James. And uh, James wasn't that good in bed. How much more different was it? How big a jump in euphoria was it when you first slept with James? It wasn't so good. And then Kyle. Now, isolate that feeling and take yourself to that moment of having sex. Now, I meant giving the same condition. So, it's not like this was a car sex and then this was sex behind the bar and this is a bedroom sex. I'm saying if it was all in the same controlled environment, when you had sex with James on your bed and when you had sex with Carl on your bed and you had sex with Jaquan on your bed and when you had sex with... um. Peter on your bed. And when you had sex with Yomi on your bed and Adi on your bed. What was the difference under the same circumstances? Or if you've only had two sexual partners in your life, what was the very two differences? Is that difference, is that feeling so much that is what the risk of an STD so when I was dating James for two years, oh, the sex was really great. But man, when I was dating Peter for the next year, oh, the sex was so good. What in the difference of the sex was so great that it was what an STD? Huh? Probably it wasn't that much difference. I mean, if this person did their doggy style for you and this other person did their doggy style for you and you really love this, but this was okay, how much more difference was it? It really wasn't. Because the whole idea of having somebody kiss you and you kiss them back and, you know, they, they love you and then you love them back and they, they suck on your tits, your body, whatever, that expression, even if they're not in love with you, just the feeling, even if you just met them earlier that day. You still have a great feeling doing all these other activities. And the difference in feeling is not enough to have the risk of a baby that you didn't want, some diseases that you didn't want, to break up your family, to cheat on your current boyfriend. So what is my conclusion? So why do people cheat? Why do people cheat? Why does this guy have a gorgeous 35-year-old beautiful woman at at home her body's tight she's giving it to him because she's cooking she's cleaning she's doing everything else why what was it about this situation that made him feel like damn i'm gonna go on vacation with my family and my wife is home working but then i'm just gonna sleep with this random 25 year old girl that i just met at the bar what was the difference in sex between this 25 year old and his wife some people would be like, oh, it's just different. I have to have something different. How much do you need something different? That it was what in jeopardizing his family, in bringing the disease back home to his pregnant wife, in ruining his home, okay? Him getting shot. Some people got shot by cheating on other people's women. Why would he want to risk that? Because it's not about sex. Okay, because it's not about the feeling that he has at that moment. It has nothing to do with his dick. When they say men can think with their dick and their head at the same time, that is actually fucking incorrect. Because he first fucked that woman in his head before he opened his mouth to speak. 
He first visualized it. So he is, of course, using his fucking brain at that moment. So what is the reason? Why did he cheat? He cheated because of self. This had nothing to do with what outfit the other woman put on. This had nothing. If he wanted to fuck her, he could fuck her without touching her. He could go in his room, stay in his bed, imagine the entire situation. He will come in his hand. There will be actual physical come from in mind fucking a random woman. So he can actually go and fuck that bitch at home with some lotion. So why would he risk it all? Because it has nothing to do, sexual, to do with the sexual feelings of what he was feeling at that time. It has nothing to do with that. He has to do with himself. Because he's not content on the inside. Because he's not satisfied on the inside. Because he does not know who he is on the inside. Because she doesn't know who the fuck she is on the outside. Because she don't even have her hair. She's not had her hair for about 10 years. You know what I mean? She don't know who, who, who she is. She doesn't know that she's a god. She doesn't know that she's a goddess. She doesn't know that she can command things. She doesn't know that there are other things that you can do in this world outside of sex. She doesn't understand that sex is one of the billions and billions and billions and billions and billions of things that she could do to have the same euphoria. She doesn't understand that this is just a tiny, 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 Tiny little part of man's existence that is supposed to be for procreation and for intimacy. She doesn't understand that. So she's just taking it as another tool. She thinks all she has to do to get joy is food and party and alcohol and drugs and sex and, and family and children and less than 30 things or oh, career and the movies and and. The entire thing that she thinks that she could do to bring her joy, she has about maybe 30 things on that list. Some people have only 10. Some people have only two. They're just like, my family is my everything. My family is my everything. So when things is not working out in their family, when their mother hates them or their father hates them or when they lose a family member, when something happens, they are just shattered. Their life is just over they just have this awful cousin that just comes at them and comes at them and comes at them and they're just still in this toxic relationship because they're like my family is my everything because they have not discovered other things oh oh my god i haven't had sex in six months so so I haven't had a hot dog in like five months. I haven't died. Haven't had honey in months. So, sex is just like one of those things. It's like, oh, I haven't gone skating in a minute. Oh, oh, really? You want to go next summer? Okay, cool. That's how sex should be. 
It should not be the center of the universe. Every time I'm talking to people, we're like talking about relationships or experiences or different things. Everybody, everything wants to go about to find an apartment, getting married, having sex, dating. Oh, this gorgeous man, this gorgeous woman. We are so, 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 our mind is so, so enclosed. When you're watching movies, it's always about romance. It's always about romance. And when your two favorite characters don't, end up together at the end of the day you feel so dejected and like oh my god oh he ended up not being with that like that's the only purpose of existing like there's no experiences that can be built between two people of opposite sex that does not involve romance like there's no relationship that can be built with your neighbor with your co-worker with your with with the children that have no one on your street the foster kids that are going from home to home while you sit in this five bedroom, beautiful house, just looking for fulfillment in a man, just looking for a man every day, every day. You're on online, swiping like a fucking idiot. You're on Tinder, just swiping, 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 just looking for something. You don't even think that you can exist without that part of you. Every family gadget is about when are you getting married, when are you having kids everything when you're meeting with your friends you're just talking about some random dude like that is all you have to do you haven't even taken a step out of yourself to figure all the things that can bring you joy like loving another human being a child that has no one you also get a good feeling from that yes you have a great feeling from having a life partner yes you have a great feeling when you have sex but you also have great feelings when you do other things so don't put yourself in a box don't have a short list of the things that can make you happy explore yourself step out of yourself to look into yourself to find out who is she who am I? Who is Ewa? What makes Ewa happy? Okay, these are the things that make Ewa happy. Wow, the things that make Ewa happy, the list is too short. Now let Ewa find out. Let her discover herself to find what are the other things that can make her happy. When she discovers this, there will be not enough hours in the day. It would be like, ah, oh, we have only 24 hours today. Ah, oh, I, oh, I wanted to go hiking. And, oh, man, I, I wanted to do, to connect with my soul sisters today. They'll be, your days will be so filled that when they call you to Netflix and chill and just sit down and spend half of your day just watching, binge watching shows upon shows upon shows upon shows, you won't even have time for that. Because you're at the picnic. Because you're volunteering, volunteering, excuse me, at, your, at the fire station. Because you have to spend time with this little four-year-old that you're fostering for the weekend. Because you have to spend an hour with the spirit of your ancestors. And you actually know how to call upon them now. So when you're sad and you're lonely, you don't have to sit in that corner Fucking around on your phone, on Instagram and social media and, and just being lost and lost and lost and lost and lost in other people's fake lives. You don't have time for that. You need an hour with your ancestors to connect with your environment. 
You know that if you need that money, you could speak to it and it could come. So now you're trying to perfect that. So you're reading books upon books upon books to enlighten yourself. You know that you, you know that you could speak into existence how you want your day to be. You know you can do that, but you don't know how to do it yet. So you want to learn and figure out different things. You want to go out of the house. You want to meet other entrepreneurs. Because now you understand that even if you have another job, you should definitely have a side also. You should have a business. So you're out there on Saturdays. Once you're done with work from Monday to Friday, you actually have shit to do on Saturday. Like it's like a whole different job. But this is not the job that pays your bills. This is actually what you love to do. So when you go out on Saturday, you're grinning and you're smiling from head to hair. When you're selling whatever it is you're selling at your food stand. Because you love to cook. And this is, this is, this is your day. You're just beaming with joy. Walking that food stand and all the new friends that you've made and the new experiences that you have. Because you know you can have that too. And we need to talk about this in our community. It's about sex, sex, sex. I love to watch Paternity Go. That used to be my show. 23 years old is in here. She's on her fourth baby. Different baby daddy. We need to talk about sex and it's all about sex. So yeah, so we, so I met him and I liked him. Uh, so we were kicking it and, you know, I called him saying that I have a baby. And he said, well, whose baby is it? And everyone's like, ah, you know, why we say, oh, boo, boo. Well, there was this guy that I was also messing with around the same time. Sex is not a spot. We have young women fucking three, four different men at the same time. She don't even know who the fuck her baby father is. This she's going to do this three times now. All those young broken women looking for, for love in the wrong places. Thinking it only has to come from a man. Love can come from different things. Smelling the fucking flowers. Going outside, walking around in the sun. There's so many things that love can come from. Whatever she wanted from the several dudes that don't even respect her. They don't even want to be in her life. They don't even want to be connected to her. Everybody's saying, that ain't my baby. That ain't my baby. That ain't my baby. Oh yeah, that ain't my baby. Look at the face. Look at the nose. You out there just making the absolute fool of yourself. You don't have to do that. You are a god. When we discover who we are, when you discover that you are a god, you are a goddess, like it should be a privilege for them to even talk to you and smell your feet. Because you're so aware of yourself. You won't find yourself in this situation. We need to take our kids away from all those religious organizations. We need to homeschool our children. You don't just tell your kids, well, you go to school. When you finish, you, you better be doing this so you can get to college. And then when they get to college, once they're done, next thing it's like, oh, when are you getting married and they're having children? We need to restructure the minds of our children so that they're not broken adults. Just looking to fill out the timetable. I can tell you how many gadgets have been like, how are you doing? Oh, so when are you guys having kids? Uh, soon. Oh, we'll make it soon. But hey, Sister Paula, there are other things that were so amazing that happened in my life last year that I would love to share with you. 
it would be so beautiful if I come with a child because kids are beautiful and they're the future and they're amazing and they smell great. But where else is there's no child yet? Look at this other great beautiful thing that I did. I was among this group of people that every day for the past 21 days we were protesting for them to not close this local clinic. And guess what, Sister Paula? They did not. So because of this great, beautiful thing that I selflessly did, so many other people are going to get free health care. That is amazing too. I started a business. That is also fucking beautiful. Yes, Auntie Lara, once again, I still don't have a boyfriend. Yes, he broke up with me a year ago. I know you like him, but we're no longer together. Anyway, check this out. I might have showed up without a boyfriend at 8.31. But check this out, Auntie Paula. I just lost 40 pounds. There's this great program that I found all my life. All I wanted to do was lose weight. I just wanted to lose weight. I had the picture of what I wanted to be. I wanted to wear some things. I don't know. I just wanted to lose this weight. And nothing ever worked. I did the food program. I did everything. But guess what? Three months ago, I found the right combination of exercises and nutrition. And I am at my dream fucking weight. And that's amazing because this also makes me happy. It transitions into other things of my life. Now I feel like I could do anything. And I just kind of want to sit with this for a minute. And just enjoy it and discover myself. Before I tie my soul to another person just yet. You will understand that, right? Auntie Laura says you've been divorced three times. Spend some time with yourself. Figure out what you like, what you don't like. Why don't you like what you don't like? Maybe you can approach what you don't like from a different perspective and you just might like it. What are your, What is your favorite sauce? When you're eating some wings, do you want ranch? Do you want mustard? What do you like the most? What time of the day do you have breakfast and the rest of your day is balanced? What time do you prefer to wake up on the weekends? Do you like to sleep in? Do you want to get started early? Spend some time with yourself. Discover yourself. Don't limit the list of things that can make you happy. Because once you do that, you will be so amazed. Everything else would just... It, it would not matter as much. Your boss that's so awful to you at work, figure out how to tune him out. And have a great day. Figure out how to tune him out. Let that be what you do for the next month. Is how do I focus? How do I learn to tune out any toxic environment around me at work? So that I don't lose my mind. So that I'm sane. So that I'm still following my career and not pissing and shitting on everybody else that can help me move forward. In this industry. So that I can still pay my bills. But still go home on a Friday. And 
have a great Friday without boring all my roommates and family about how my coworkers suck. Spend the next month trying to figure out how to create that balance for yourself. So you can live a more happy and fulfilling life. So we're not on all those antidepressant drugs. Spend some time to tune yourself right. When you want to play an instrument, right? What's the first thing? When you turn, mm, that doesn't sound good. Turn, turn, turning, 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 turn. Ah, oh, that sounds better. Turn, turn, turn. Ooh, that's perfect. Find your perfect spot. And just like with the guitar, you don't tune in one time and be like, yep, found it. Now the C chord sounds perfect. And that's that. That's all I need to do for this year. Don't have to tune in no more. Yeah, you pick it up again and you're like, "Mm, what makes me happy this time? You know what? I was happy discovering myself. You know what? I would like to have a partner. All right. Time to tune. What are the steps to take? Number one, don't expect from others what you don't fucking have. I want a six foot five, five inches man with brush and a six. Come on now, you five one. Oh, I want my man to be fine, sis. Hmm. Everybody says everybody's pretty on this side, but take a step out and take a look at yourself too. Don't expect too much. Nobody's perfect. Don't look at the wrong things. So what you're six two and you would like to have a man that's six three, you know, because you like when shorter girls get the cutest man and the men are like just taller and they look cute and petite. So you're six two. Now we're just looking for men that's six five. That's going to be a little rough. Take a step back from that. And be like, you know what? It could be sexy to have a tall ass, fine ass woman. Huh? Take a step back. And just realize that you are not perfect. So don't expect the other person to be perfect. If you're 5'1", you can be with a 5'1 guy. Who cares? Do you think for the next 60 years, you just wake up like, oh, oh my God, we're the same height. Ugh. That is, you think this work just goes on every day and every day and every day and that's going to make you happy? Oh, you're six foot though. And you're like, oh, she's so cool, but she's short though. She's five, eight. You, this extra two inches, you really, 70 years of partnership, marriage, beauty, family, and two inches of height. Really? That's, that's, that's where we're going with here? Ah, oh, I need me a man that has a good job. He's got his shit together. Amazing. But you also just got your shit together last year. Okay? You just got a job two years ago. And look at how great you turned out. Give him some time. Find happiness in other things. Connect with yourself. Be honest with yourself. And pick out little things to make you happy. Because at the end of the day, it's not about the society. It's not about your mom, your dad, your family. 
your friends, your co-workers. It's not about what you put on social media. None of those matter. They're irrelevant. It's not about your ex or your old neighborhood. Nobody cares about them. Care about you. What makes you happy? And more importantly, why is my list so short? I need to find all the things that make me happy. And then I need to spend more time with the things that make me happy. And less times with the things that make me sad. So that toxic cousin, yeah, this year I'm just going to call in sick. I'm sorry, I can't make it this year. Instead of hanging around with toxic people because they're family, I'm going to spend some time at the local park today. Helping single women take a break while I watch their kids. I'm going to do that today. Because that makes me happy too. And when I feel better, and I'm in a better space, and I can control my feelings more, I'll visit my family next holiday. But this holiday, I want to be happy. I want to stay away from negativity. And I'm going to do that. Speak to yourself good things. Because you deserve it. So the assignment of the week is discovering new things that make me happy. Let's go discover more things. 